Jalen in San Francisco Bay Area. Jalen's in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. This- stop, stop, stop. For you. stop. <laughs> Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. Uh, I went there, motherfucker. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, hey Joey. Joey. Hi, Mike. <laughs> No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joseph. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Michael. That's Joseph. We've been friends for over a decade. I li- I fucked it up because of the Joseph and Michael thing. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson, every week. How are you doing? How how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Good. Um, <laughs> this is- <laughs> What? I love my favorite ones are when we have a 20-minute conversation and then record, and you're like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> We had some things that we had to make fun of that we didn't want to permanently record forever, right? Yes. Um, so, uh, Joey, I just got back from uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, yes, we yeah. did. So when I got there, this is – I this I love social media for many reasons. This is one reason I kind of hate it. When I got there, I had about 10 people message me and tell me that they live there. Like, hey, you're in my town. When are we hanging out? And I'm, like, there for – one day and that day's full of meetings i'm gonna have a small amount of time that i want to squeeze in like the lincoln memorial or the washington monument right so i didn't have tons of time but i got all these messages you are quite the bottom that you can fit in the lincoln memorial and the washington monument i don't think that any of these people were podcast listeners so if you mess i don't I don't think so. If you message me and I'm talking about you right now, I'm sorry. But um, it was mostly diabetes people. But some of the people I, like, straight up just avoided because uh, I didn't have a good excuse. But my my excuse was that I was too busy, to be quite honest. But you're going to hear in a second that I wasn't busy for everybody. But um, Paul Tran uh, messaged me. Paul Originally Tran, from Austin. Um, Dallas, yeah. They... Uh, Paul Tran was uh, part. Oh wait, of... no, Austin is his his married name. Is <laughs> I was like originally from. Oh wait, he's ma- his last name is Austin. So he uh, used to be on a podcast called Secretly Timid, um, and I have been a fan for a long time. He messaged me, I think, for the very first time when, back when I was on Game Night Guys, and um, we kind of have been in touch with social via social media for a while. So when I got there. He messaged me. I forgot he even lived there, even though he won Catching Up with Catching Up like a month ago, two months ago. So we like have caught up with him. But um, uh, he, he messaged me and he was like, hey, let's do dinner one night or whatever. So I made sure to carve out time for that because he's certainly on the bucket list of people that I wanted to meet. And Oh, you had never met him face to face. No, we've never met. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I was super excited to do that. And. Um, when I was sitting waiting for Paul, because he was taking the train into kind of where I was at so that we could eat my around my baby hotel. baby takes the morning train. So when I was waiting for him, I got a Facebook message from this guy that I used to date in Phoenix. Somebody I da- that I used to date. And I, I dated him very briefly uh, in Phoenix before I moved. Like kind of uh, like in the few months before I moved. Or maybe even the first year before I moved. Um, he was a news reporter in Phoenix. I've showed you his picture before. Oh, he was cute. I remember him. So he moved to D.C. Uh, and he now is working in D.C. And he said something like, hey, um, hey, I see you're in D.C. We should meet up for a drink. And I was like, yeah, why don't you text me? I'm doing Does gym- he do things where he's like, coming to you from you live from Annapolis. Uh, we're here trying to get a date with Mike Lawson. No. Do you think like that? No. no. He no. He we've talked about him I think before. He's like professionally in the closet. And so he's always like really It's a weird job to be professionally in the closet. Well, he just it's really hard to explain. Like I think he's like he's out in his life, but he just like at work doesn't talk about his personal life at all. So it's not even that he's like But people part- pay him to be in the closet? 
Oh. Um, I thought you were like telling a real joke or we were having an honest conversation, <laughs> but it turns out it's neither of those things. Um, so anyway, uh, he moved to DC. He's like, we should meet up. And I was like, yeah, text me. I'm doing dinner right now with uh, a friend and his husband. And, um, I don't know what we're doing after. So, you know, text me, whatever. So I meet up with Paul, his husband, Michael, and they're both just amazing. Everything that I thought they would be. Does he talk like a news reporter? Is he like, hi, Mike Lawson, just, we're just wrapping up dinner here with a couple of friends and then we're going to be meeting up later at the Brown Brother. That wouldn't be a news reporter. That would be like a disc jockey, like a morning radio show person. But they do the, like, blowing me live here in the <laughs> hotel room. No. He doesn't do, like, play-by-plays or anything like that. Nothing like that. Um, anyway, I made up with Paul and his husband, and they're amazing. Um, Paul is just what he was when he was on Secretly Timid. Like, there was no act at all. I feel like if somebody meets Joe Batance, uh, they're going to get a different Joe Batance. And I think the same thing with me. Like, when you and I are recording this, we, like, play up certain parts of our character. Yeah, you pretend to be nice. Uh-huh. And caring and compassionate, but the real you <laughs> is a little shit. Yeah, where I play a little shit, and then I'm like I'm like a gentle giant in real life. <laughs> gentle giant, half of that is true. And then, um, <laughs> yes, that was a good joke. Um, so anyway, Paul's like amazing, like really nice and thoughtful. And there was a moment over dinner where Paul's husband Michael said something, and you could tell by the look on Paul's face that he knew what his husband saying what his husband was saying was not true but Paul just let him finish everything and then he said that's actually not true and then he like moved on to the uh, the next subject which is kind of like what he did a lot of on secretly timid like um I don't know just super respect respectful he's a smart guy I just I have a question for you yeah and I want you to be completely honest because this is a place of honesty ha what were the odds of a threesome no, Joe, come on. Zero percent. <gasps> Joe. Oh. So I, mean, I, th- I think Paul, I've never seen the husband, but I think Paul's cute. Oh, Paul's incredibly handsome. They're, they're both handsome men, totally. So that, But you're saying zero percent of a threesome. Well, I'm not, if I'm going to do a threesome, it's with two people that I will, that I know nothing about and that I can leave the next day and there's nothing tied to them. Ever. Like, well, if you do it right, there will be. So anyway, <laughs> after dinner, um, Paul took me out to a few gay bars. Um, and basically, it turns out Paul just happens to know. Did the husband buddy. go too? No, he went home. He had like work to do. But it just turns That's out that. a really trusting husband, man. I would. Because I mean, Paul's part Asian, correct? <laughs> he left an Asian man, a good looking Asian man with Mike Lawson. Oh, my God. And told them to go get drinks. Seriously. That, that's like <laughs> leaving a young boy with a taco with me. Like, like a young twink holding a taco with me. All right, bye. Just trust you guys with Joe won't eat this taco or this twink. <laughs> so anyway, um, we went to this bar called JR's. And when we were there, we ran into a handful of people that Paul knew. He basically knows everybody in this city. Um, and those people he knew from his kickball team. And he, those friends suggested we go to this other bar called Duplex. And when we were at Duplex, Paul ran into some people he knew. And then uh, people at Duplex suggested we go to this bar called Cobalt. And we watched this strange show on, on the stage. But while we are at um duplex i got a text message from the news reporter and he texts me and he says alert (laughs) breaking breaking news breaking news i am in the area basically no his text said okay so i didn't have his cell phone number saved in my phone um and we facebook messaged and i gave him my cell phone number so he texts me and he said hey sexy and i don't give my number out to a lot of people so i just assumed it was Huh? Is he blind? Blind. Wait, where's the joke there? He called you sexy. Oh, gotcha. Um, so I replied, I'm like, is this so-and-so? And he said, yes, and winky face and like oh, God. sexy and winky face and all of this. And I, and I was like, 
we we stopped hanging out before I ever left Phoenix. Not because I left Phoenix, but before that. Like I it fizzled out and it like ran its course. And it's been a couple of years, so I thought we could have a drink and we could catch up and he could tell me about DC and I could tell him about San Francisco and we can like I don't know, I wasn't interested in any of the sexy stuff. So how would Joe Batance respond in this situation? What would you do? Okay, so I'm not interested in him. No. But he's texting me. And yeah. he, I know, okay, so we're in the same situation. And he's texting you, like, sexy stuff. I think I would just do it. I think I would just do it and just take a chance that he doesn't want to, like, hook up with me. Oh. I So I just ignored him for the <gasps> rest of the night. No. <laughs> so the next morning when I'm, like, getting ready to, like, leave D.C., I sent him, like, an animated GIF file of, like, um... I don't even remember what it was, but I just sent that, and then he never responded. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he probably thought he was getting some fucking Mike Lawson action. Ugh. So, what's going on in L.A.? Anything as exciting as that? No, that's pretty... That's more exciting than my stuff. Let me tell you this, though. Uh, I started with a new Asian girl, this uh, student. Uh-huh. Right? If anyone doesn't know, Joe's a tutor. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny about that? It's just weird. I started with this new Asian girl. Oh, it could yeah. mean so many things. I have a I do uh, that uh, acupuncture, <laughs> and then she walks on my back. No, <laughs> so I went to her house, and um, I wear like these work boots generally. Okay, you know, like uh. that's what I generally wear. So I show up, and the and the mom's there. The mom is, has a very thick accent. The 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 daughter, the girl I'm working with, speaks perfect English. But the mom has a very thick accent, and the mom's telling me I need to take my shoes off. Okay. Ugh, so embarrassing. Here's the thing. I had taken a shower, but it was like I was getting close to laundry day. I had to do laundry that day. So the only <laughs> clean pair of socks that I had had a gigantic hole in the sock. Okay. But, uh, Joey, you're not new at tutoring. Like, has this never – this? you've never had to take your shoes off at a – a well, student's yeah, house no I, this is only like my second or third asian kid ever oh uh, see i tutored all the asian kids because i didn't tutor math i only tutored no. english so i had yeah. like all asian kids when i had undergrad because it was in newport beach like if i got like a tanned kid i would be like oh wow diversity <laughs> so <laughs> uh i was like oh god so i took my shoes off right so with a big hole so now i know how to wear cl- like Perfect brand new socks when I go to this and person's house. And easy to remove shoes. Oh, you yeah, like yeah, wear yeah. your house slippers. I'm about to wear like my, my indoor Crocs that I never wear out Ew. of the house. You really I, have indoor Crocs? I'm going to tell you something. Joe. I'm going to tell you. I, I don't never, care. I don't I care. I never wear them out of the house I ever. Don't but they're so I don't care. Wear a pair of Crocs, Mike. They're no. so fucking comfortable. Gross. They're not, but they're not the kind of Crocs. I'm going to take a picture and send it to you. It's not the kind of Crocs. I mean, they're Crocs, but they're not like the ones you usually see. You're, the, look, you're like Mario Bertali. No, I'll, sh- I'll send them to you. See, you're like cooking in the kitchen while you're wearing them. They're super comfortable. I never leave the house. <laughs> like, in other words, I, I view them like pajamas. I would never leave my house in pajamas, right? Yeah. yeah. I would never leave my house, in, but I'm going to have to with these Crocs. Okay. Ugh, it's awful. But anyway, also, there, we've been in a sort of a heat wave here in Southern California. It was fucking so hot, and they didn't have the air conditioning on. So I'm sitting... Uh, in their dining room, which is, thank God, by a sliding glass door. So every once in a while, I get this little breeze that sort of cools off the beads of sweat on my forehead. Sure. Right? Yeah. But outside, the neighbors are playing in their swimming pool, and they're like, yeah, yeah, Marco <laughs> Polo. Of course, the mom can't they're have like this. They're like drinking cold lemonade. Oh, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I wish I was those kids, man. <laughs> Throwing frozen water balloons at one another. Yeah, like, wee, this is so much cooler than being in this hot, arid, terrible air. Meanwhile, right? the mom is like cooking and has the oh. oven open and on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when she decides to operate her sauna. But no, I'm sorry. She's like, they're, they're too loud. And she closes the door. No. <laughs> now for the rest of the hour, I'm trapped. And by the way, I guess they don't sweat. There's no this. The girl was wearing a jacket. No, she like wasn't. A, she was wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like a fat southern woman 
Yeah, like I'm like like I'm fanning. I wanted a mint julep, <laughs> and to sit in the porch in a rocking chair and like a handkerchief to pat your brow. Yeah, and I call for Dill to come in. <laughs> Dill. <laughs> uh huh. Now, Jem, don't you over go over there by that Boo Radley's house. <laughs> so, how do you solve that for for next time though? Like, you can wear your Mario Bertali shoes. But I'm, ha- I'm gonna have to take like, a, like an Asian fan. Uh huh. <laughs> they think you're making fun of them. <laughs> I know. I, I really am gonna have to do something. <laughs> you can wear a muumu. I bring an ice chest and I sit in it. <laughs> I sit outside. I go to the kids' pool and I teach her from there. I just call her on the cell phone. But they are like requiring you meet at their house. There's no. I mean. Yeah. Then yeah, I have to go to the house. But luckily, luckily, this girl's only once a week. Well, and also, it might not be so hot, right? That's yeah, it might not be that hot. You know, with uh, when I had a white kid last year, the one that hated me, mm-hmm. I would fucking demand the air conditioner to be turned on. I'm like, can you turn the air conditioner on? I just don't feel like doing that, though, with the the, the single Asian mom. Um, It's weird. Is it not weird? She's single, and then she has a daughter. It's like, do you feel uncomfortable a little bit walking into a woman's home like you don't want to feel threatening at all so you're like as gentle and as nice as possible i walked in with my dick out (laughs) so yes so yes yeah uh no the mom sat like in the other room like totally within view of me no i mean i get it (laughs) i guess there is something culturally different though about um i've had some asian parents that like just hover a lot during the tutoring session where a lot of the white parents that I had, and I'm generalizing, but they seem to like, they don't even care that I, that I show up a lot of times. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of my Asian parents would like listen to the lessons that I'm teaching so that I don't know. It was, let me tell you something, please. I was shocked. So last week, Cameron, a friend of the show, Cameron, uh, proctored a test for a girl that, uh, that I'm starting to teach. And the mom, I called the mom to see, you know, how everything was going. And she's like, oh, I left. And I was like, Cameron's 20. And your daughter is beautiful and, like, 17. Hmm. Like, in fact, the mom even told me on the phone. She's like, oh, my daughter thought Cameron's really cute. So I left them alone. I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I left. I went to go run errands. But she thinks he's really cute. <laughs> She had to pick a beer for them. Yeah. I went to go buy some condoms. <laughs> so, Joey, I don't have another new uh, story from my week. I basically went to D.C. and that's it. But uh, I do love that you that you uh, saw my friend Jonathan on Grinder. Oh, yeah. So I open Grinder when I get to D.C. You already know the story, Joey. But um, I open Grinder and, like, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, 500 feet from me is Jonathan. <laughs> but you know, Jonathan was embarrassed at first. But I, I should ask him what your profile looked like. But uh, Jonathan was embarrassed at first. But I told him I thought he had a pretty good uh, grinder profile there. What well, was like? Not, you know what? If I opened it and it was Jonathan, it was like I don't know, um, looking to like for a bondage um, night with somebody or something. If it was embarrassing at all, I wouldn't have screen grabbed it and sent it to you. It was like. So fucking basic with like his age, which was real, mm-hmm. his height and weight, which was real. real Do you know what I mean? A, like, and a really was... honest, good picture of him. Yeah, everything was good about it. So that's why I screen grabbed it and sent it to you. Otherwise, I probably would have just texted you and said, like, uh, Jonathan's 500 feet from me right now, according to Grinder. <laughs> and he wants someone to shove a dildo in his mouth. <laughs> so uh, we, I talked to Jonathan a little bit. Um, he said he, he wanted to take you out that night, but he felt that you would say no. Uh, so the, well, to be honest, the very first night, so when I got there and saw him, I messaged him right away and I said like, what a slut or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he replied like, um, LOL, you must be staying close or something. And then, um, yeah. So, uh, the very first night I probably wouldn't have went, I was like so tired and just, it was hot and I had sat on an airplane all day. So I ended up running with, um, a friend of mine who was there for the same event that I was going to, we, uh, ran around kind of the, is it called the, the national the mall? mall? 
Yeah, the mall. So we ran around that and did, you know, saw a couple of things in the dark and then came back. But that was all I had the energy to do. Plus, I had to wake up early the next morning. And early, I mean, 7 o'clock DC like time. 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah that's you. 4 a.m. California time. So I needed the day to adjust. But the next night when I went out to all those bars that I told you about, every gay person in Washington, D.C. looks like Jonathan. Like I know. They dress know. like him. I know. They look exactly like him, but he had that look before he even moved to D.C. I'm, no. I'm going to yeah. make – no, wait. Hold on. I'm going to make him listen to this episode because uh-huh. I joke with him that every one of his friends looks like him, and uh-huh. he gets mad and says that's not true. And then I remember he came from D.C. during the summer one time, and he was wearing the same fucking, like, striped – what do you call – tank top – I'm uh-huh. all, all your friends own the same. Do you guys all just go to the same store? It's like the worst fraternity of all time. <laughs> so I was looking at the bar. I was like, there, he could be here. Um, a couple of the bars were like super packed, though. No, I talked to him Thursday night. He wasn't He wasn't there. So I was looking for him. But, um, Joe, when I was out, Paul and I were talking. And Paul knows, like, so many people. His, like, social group is so big. And I was asking how he knows all these, all these people. And a lot of his connections come from he, – he's on a kickball team. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, the whole league is gay, or at least certain teams are all gay. So I've decided that I need to start some sort of – I need to join some sort of social group. But I'm not a sports person. I'm not going to join, like, dodgeball or kickball. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually put together a list of some potential social groups, and I want it – to see your opinions on them. Sure, okay? go ahead. Yeah. So the first one, um, this is a little bit weird, but I think I might like it, but it might actually defeat the purpose. It's called San Francisco Shut Up and Write Group. Oh, I wish they had those in L.A. And it's a social group, but is it really social? Uh, they meet up weekly, and they write together at coffee shops around the city. Uh-huh. And so you, like, network with people, and you meet them, but then – after like 15 minutes of socializing, you shut up and you just write for the rest of the hour. Uh, but I want that every day. Uh, I, sh- I could look into how frequently it is. I think weekly would be good for me because I could like d- go there and I could write my What Someone Call Lies episodes. Uh, if I could do one that forced me to do it like two to three hours every day, oh my god, I'd pay money to do it. I really would. I would pay money. Um, so Okay, so th- that's a That's a option. good one. I like that one. I d- I like it too, but I also feel like it might defeat the purpose. Like I'm going there and I'm not really like making friends. I'm like just yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's more for, yeah, that's more for your career. But okay, right. so let's let's do social ones here. Okay, so another one I wrote down is a urban hiking and happy oh, hour group. God, that sounds horrible. That's so the happy hour part. They meet up and they walk around the city and then they settle in at a predetermined bar. So it's meet up at one place and then walk to. Oh, it sounds like bar. a nightmare. This is called think- meet at one place and then I call Lyft <laughs> and have it drive me to the do bar. You, what if – do you think I could just like show up at the bar each week? Like I, didn't, I never go on any of that. That's hikes. the part I want to do. <laughs> um, another option for me is to volunteer at a Boys and Girls Club. So I know oh, all God. of the Aren't programs you sick of well. that? What? No, I kind of miss it. I know all the programs really well. I could easily volunteer to facilitate any one of them. Um, like once a week, if I could fit that into my schedule. I could even – rearrange my work schedule if i had to get off you know every wednesday at one o'clock or something i could shift stuff around mm-hmm. so that's an option um there's another one that i really like called san francisco dog connect and it's a social group of people with dogs that meet up and the dogs get to know one another you don't have a dog i know but i really like dogs would that be like a creeper going to the like public park and playing with kids like no, i just no, no, i just no, want to no, hang no. out with the dogs I don't no, care no, about no, no, no. There used to be, um, and maybe it's still there, a pet store in Newport Beach where you could borrow a dog. Oh, that would be awesome. But you could only I, keep it around the mall that it was at. Yeah, I would like that. I would like to dog sit or something for people. So, so far we know that you want to get to know more dogs and more children. And I want to write by myself. I want to be in a coffee shop alone writing. I want to drink at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Work with kids. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is the San Francisco Young Democrats. Oh, God, what a nightmare can, that would be. I can actually be a young Democrat for one more year, um, and then I'm aged out. So Then you're just a Democrat. Yeah. 
but I bet you the young Democrats in uh, San Francisco versus the young Democrats in Orange County. Because remember, more obnoxious. I was on the board of the the young Democrats in Orange County. Yeah, and I I bet you up here, all of those people in the young Democrats in Orange County, they would be considered like conservative or like certainly in the center. I bet you they're like outrageous here. The oh, they're all gonna be like that. You know that person we know. Ugh. <laughs> it's all gonna be them. No worse. I'll bet you worse. Oh God, is that possible? Yeah. Always. Oh yeah. I can't say details, but no. Yeah. Uh, and then my last idea. I don't have. I haven't found a specific one, but maybe an LGBT book club, so that I would read a book oh, and not God. necessarily everything's L- tales from the city every week. No, no, no. Not necessarily an LGBT book, but a, a book club of people that are LGBT. So then their perspective of the book would be similar to mine. Not necessarily that all of the authors are also LGBT or that the characters are setting, you know, it's not all of that is LGBT. I guess that could be kind of good. You're spurring me to want to do something like this. I think I want to do something like this. I just need to do something like regular. Paul had a good gay magician club or a gay taco club. All magician clubs are gay (laughs) or a gay taco club. I could get um, into that. There's lesbian taco clubs. Um, yeah, not gonna take that bait. Um, uh, Paul had a good point though. Cause he said like, I paid fifty dollars to be in this league, so on Sunday when I would rather like study or I have something better to do, I talk myself into going because I feel like I will be wasting part of the fifty bucks that I spent to play the games if I don't go. So I think having that obligation, having it on the schedule, is something that I really should do. So. Do you have any other ideas that I should look into, or mm, you could go to like the docks and What's wait that? for all you know where like the the cargo comes in. Oh, uh huh. <laughs> and just wait for the shipments to come in and see who comes off the boat. You could also um, go to a gay bar. Oh, what about I got an idea? We got to start this. This is I don't even want to put this in the podcast because you and I should start this. A gay podcasting network uh-huh. where all the shows are gay podcasts. Okay. What do you think of that? Wait, that's it? Yeah, and then we'll make – and like once a year we'll get together. Okay. And like stream all of the shows from all those – Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we'll have someone paint portraits of us. Okay. Sounds good. Wait, do you have any like legitimate other ideas that I could look into? I'm sure once we start recording, I will. Okay. Well, text me or whatever if you think of any. And any anybody listening, if you have no, if you know of like a good. Whoa. Whoa. I just, Did you just get a hard on? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys know of anything else that you think I should look into, let me know. Um, what else is going on in LA, Joey? Anything? Let me tell you this. This Cameron. God, Mike. So, uh, Cameron is super into music, okay? Which is funny because I really couldn't care less about music aside from the top 40 stuff. But he, like, knows all the indie bands and all that, you know? So, do you remember when I used to write music videos with Jeff Gordon? Yeah. Yeah. So, I told Cameron, hey, I knew this guy. I know this guy. He used to direct music videos. He directs commercials now, but he lives in Orange County. Uh, you guys should meet up because Jeff knows a lot about um, music and the Orange County music scene. Like He was kind of involved in it, and Cameron's like, yeah, that sounds like fun. So I called Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon agrees to meet with Cameron on Sunday, right? So uh, he says, yeah, let's meet at like 3.30. So I tell Cameron, I go, all right, I'll meet you at 3, and then we'll go to uh, Newport and meet up with Jeff Gordon. We get there, I get, I meet up with Cam at three, and then I, like, literally as I'm meeting Cameron, Jeff writes and says, hey, can we push it back, like, another 45 minutes? I'm running late. Okay. So I'm like, oh, well, what are we going to do? Right? Cameron's like, let's go, let's go get, let's grab a drink. Let's go get a beer, you know? And, okay, as I said before, Cameron's 20? (laughs) So I go, uh, you're 20. We can't go get a drink. He goes, dude. I have the best fake ID ever. Okay. It's, it's like the it it works everywhere. It works all the time. So I'm like, oh, God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. So I go, all right, well, we happen to be right by the Tin Lizzie. 
Okay, so a gay bar. A gay bar, a dark, divey gay bar. So yeah. I'm thinking this is going to work in our favor because he's twinky and cute and it's dark, you know, so mm-hmm. it'll work. I go, look, you go into the bar, you order a drink. I'm going to go to the bathroom because I want no part of this. Right. Right. I don't want to be there when they reject you. He's like, they're not going to reject me. So we walk into the bar. He walks up to the bar. I go uh, up to the bathroom. I pretend to pee. And uh, when you I, say fake ID, was it like, um, was it made by somebody or was it like somebody's ID that was like, it was a real person's ID that it's not him, not him. I okay. didn't think it looked like Cameron, but whatever. Right. Okay. Okay. So I go to the bathroom. I, fi- I love how I, I'm like a method actor and I like <laughs> full on, like take my dick out and then count to like 30 and then, like, put my dick back in and then wash my you're, hands. You're playing a character. You're like, yeah. I'm uh, today I'm going to walk into the bathroom okay. like somebody who comes to this bar often. And I'm here like, and my parents just told me they're getting divorced. <laughs> and like, I, yeah, I'm, like, I, going through the whole motions. I had a really stressful day uh, at my job as an accountant. So Yeah, and I haven't told my wife I'm gay. Yeah, and <laughs> she doesn't know I'm gay, but this is where I come. And I only pay cash so that she doesn't know. Anyway. So I leave the bar and I walk and I leave the, I mean the bathroom and there's Cameron. <laughs> the, pol- the police are there. I know. <laughs> I, there's Cameron sitting at the bar with a beer. I'm like, oh, okay, great victory. It worked. And I walk up and the bartender is this lesbian chick and she goes, what can I get for you? I go, I'll have a beer like that guy. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, $4. And I go, awesome. I go, I'll buy his too. And she goes, okay, well, we have a little bit of a problem. She goes to Cameron. She goes, uh, do you have any other forms of ID? And he's like, what? Why? Right, The worst ever. And oh, he goes, no. well, you gave me, you showed me your ID, and then you gave me a credit card with a different name on it. <laughs> and I'm like, what a fucking... So he didn't even get caught because the ID was no, bad. No, he gave oh a credit card God. with a different name, and well, she he, goes, "Go he ahead." Could just be, That's not my credit card. I'm sorry, I stole that credit card. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, "Look, I, I don't, I don't feel good about this. You're gonna have to leave. You have to leave the bar." Yeah, and he like looks at me and then walks out, and I go, "Well, I guess I just bought two beers." Now, and by the way, it's so such a record scratch moment. Yeah, everyone in the bar is like, yeah. what kind of child molester yeah, is exactly. bringing in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at this child molester bringing in an underage kid to drink. <laughs> Fat old man sit at the bar now. And I have to just, now and now I have to drink two beers cuz I paid for them. Ugh, it was awful. I walk outside, he's standing on the corner. Just alone. Right? Did he like apologize or laugh or what was? His no, response? he was saying like that's so. She's so dumb. I don't. I mean, that works every. I, that's never happened before. And I was just like, this, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Exactly yeah. what I thought was going to happen. Like, but why would he knew I would like? Why would you give a credit card? Yeah. Why not just say, hey, my friend's going to pay for this beer. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That is awesome. So then, what'd you guys do? Did you well, go then, somewhere else? Well, yeah, we, we, no, we went to go see Jeff Gordon. Okay, because it took up that much time. Well, it didn't take up that much time, but, but I don't know. It, it, it worked out. That's so, so funny. Everything was fine. But I was just like, what an idiot. Now, I, I fired. I hired him and then fired him. Remember, like, Shannon's fiance? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, what's going on in the Bay Area? What's what are the new, what's the news in uh, San Francisco slash Oakland? Well, this story's getting a, a lot of... Um, this video kind of went viral. I don't know what viral means anymore, but let me read you the the headline, and then I'll read you what I think it should say. What I think it should say. Uh, the headline is "Comedian smokes," and then in air in quotation marks, "crack" in San Francisco to see how people respond. And it's a video. I really think the word "comedian" should also be in parentheses because it's this guy named Marcus Tisdale. Do you know who he is? No. He's a comedian, I guess, according to this. This is I, I already know where the story's going. Go ahead. He's just a stupid comedian. He overacts on the video. When he's, like, doing it, uh, smoking crack on the street, he's like, 
shaking his head as he does it, like up and down and like looking around at everyone around him. He's doing these like big dramatic gestures, like like melodramatically smoking crack, if that's possible. And nobody fucking cares. And he's trying to prove that like in San Francisco, nobody cares that you smoke crack on the street. No, but like, no, nope. He's no. doing it like there's a hidden camera looking at him. So everyone's like, what's this idiot doing? Here's the thing. A long time ago, I told a story about Jose and I went uh, in to have pastrami. And then we went to this one place and got this horrible drink. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, as we were walking from the horrible drink back to my car, there was a guy, and I'd smoking never been crack? Ar- smoking crack, right? And I've never been around that before, but the smell is so awful and mm-hmm. so distinct, you yeah. immediately know someone's smoking crack. You've, and, and you know what? Let's say this guy is smoking crack. You're like, uh, don't make eye contact and exactly. just keep going. Let's exactly. get out of his way. Exactly. Right? Do you want to go confront a person smoking crack? Right. This video is dumb, though, too. If anybody gets a chance to see it, um, it's on the SF Weekly uh, front page right now, and I don't know if it will be for long. But the the guy's doing it. He's hanging around, like, Powell Street BART Station, which is, like, the most touristy area in the city. And I don't know. It's It's ridiculous. Like, why don't you try, like, why don't you go do this on, like, 6th Street and see, like, what happens? Like, your shit will get jumped because people want your crack. I don't know. I smoking crack. What did he expect them to do? I don't know. I don't really even get it, but I just don't understand why it's so popular too. It makes me so mad that this is on the front page of anything. Um, but uh, I don't know. Smoking crack. Though in the video, he's like he talks about how like he did it in or there's a section of the video where he does it and police officers are near him and they do nothing well here's the other thing too again smoking crack i told you i told you has a very distinct very obvious odor yeah okay so if he's not really smoking crack they're just gonna be like this person's like using a vape you know one of those vape cigarette machines or something yeah why would they know it's crack i mean it has a very distinct smell yeah i don't know but so you can smoke some crack on the city street if it doesn't smell but you can't auction off your parking spot. That would be wrong. With me? No, in the city of San Francisco. Oh, yeah, well. What about in L.A.? Any good news stories? Okay, this one I'm going to – I actually wrote down as many facts as I could, but I'm going to have to, like, actually pull up the story because it's so random and there's so many facts. Of course, I put my phone far away. But let me start off, and then if we need more facts, I'll get my phone. Um, so basically, uh, some church members from Corona – uh, pled guilty to torturing a 13-year-old boy. Uh, Lonnie Remmers, a uh, 56-year-old pastor, and his uh, nephew Nick Craig and another guy named Daryl Jeter. Uh, so Wait, the, Derek Jeter? Daryl Jeter. <laughs> oh. Daryl Jeter and um, Adam Rodriguez. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other baseball players. Um so what happened was, this is why the story is crazy. It's this 13-year-old boy, but his mom, who's a member of the church, went to the pastor and was like, hey, listen, um, my kid sexually assaulted his 7-year-old sister, right? Okay. So I need you to talk to him. So what they do is nothing short of torture. Uh, they, may, they took the boy out to some remote area in the dark and made him dig his own grave. Okay. And made him believe that they were going to bury him alive. They also rubbed, they put, gave him like cuts and rubbed salt in those wounds. And so let's get this right. They took him out, made him dig his own grave, rubbed salt in his wounds, and then squeezed his nipples with a pair of pliers. Or yeah. as you call that, a second date. Booyah! Wrote that joke today. That's okay. why we're doing this story, so no, you no. can do that joke. <laughs> no. no, but... um. But, uh, yeah, so they pled guilty. But then there was one part in the story where they, the boys said that they made him get nude in the shower and they were doing all this crazy shit to him. I'm like, this is like a lot of frat boy stuff. It gets gay really fast. Why it's is weird. it that straight guys, whenever they go crazy, they get gay? Even when, you ever notice when like straight guys get angry, they get gay? They're like, um, they're like, hey man, that's fucking. I'm gonna fucking kick your ass, and it starts violent, like super straight, and it's like I'm gonna kick your ass, and then I'm gonna fucking beat your, bash your head in the sidewalk. 
I'm going to fuck you up the ass. I'm going to shove my cock gingerly into your asshole. And you're going to love it. And you're going to want more of it. <laughs> then I'm going to take you out on a date. I don't get it. I'm Buy you an you. Italian dinner. <laughs> and then we'll cuddle up and watch Big Brother. And, and we'll I'll spend holidays you ice cream. And I'll spend holidays with you. And we'll raise a beautiful Asian child. I don't get Asian why they child. only got two years, though. Like, oh, thank me- you for looking at the story. Meanwhile, there's like people who like <laughs> had, um, you know, some cocaine on them or some crack on them, and they're doing like longer sentences than that. Crack is whack, Mike. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's weird, but is there any sort of punishment, or is anything happening to the boy for molesting his seven-year-old? They didn't Sister. mention that in the story. They don't, and they don't say what he did. Right. Yeah, but like, why? If, if, but you know what's weird is that there's a, another part of the story where like somebody in the church or something heard about what was going on, mm-hmm. and they went. To, and one one of the members of the church is this woman, and she was she's part of the police. She was a police officer, and they told her what was going on. She was like, oh, whatever. She didn't do anything, and then they I, they somehow got a hold of another police officer, and they were like, "What?" And then the whole case opened up. But they also so they also fired that first police officer because I guess police officers are bound to report cases of child abuse, and she didn't do it. Huh, such a weird story. But you're right that there's something like I don't know why did why do you, we I think things get gay really fast for a lot of like do you think that there's some sort of like i don't know why i just don't get it if we're gonna try and make maybe a somewhat kind of logical explanation that's not because i think we always want to jump to latent homosexuality but i think if we want to do another thing that's not quite that maybe it's the biggest insult you can or the way you can hurt a straight man is to um make him quote-unquote gay or yeah. do gay things to him. Because I was thinking about this because today on my way home from dinner, I saw these really, really hot guys. And I was like, oh, it'd be so funny if I was like, woo, looking good, right? And I was like, oh, but then they might like chase me down and kill me. And I was like, well, why would they chase me down and kill me? Because I'm just saying they look good, but I'm like, oh, because in their heads, by the way, I made up a whole story about them. <laughs> I know, right? I, in their heads, they would be like, Oh, this gay man thinks I'm cute because he thinks I'm gay, and so therefore he's, um, you know, emasculating me. Huh. Thank you. I think. I mean, I don't think any of it is right. Like digging your own grave, even that salt is in so the wounds. Fucking gay and that hot. at least you know, makes sense. That. The nipple thing, like I that's just don't gay. get it. I don't get it. And the naked in the shower, there's something and something weird about the something happens in the shower and they're naked with him. Oh, they are naked too. No, 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 no. Just the boy is naked, but they're doing stuff to him while he's naked. It's so weird. Hey, let me get the phone. Hold on. Nah, we're done with the story. I agree. Yeah. What else is going on in the Bay Area? Well, there is this 98-year-old woman named Mary Phillips who's lived in her apartment here in San Francisco for over 50 years, Joey. And, and each week they call each other and catch up. She has just been evicted, so the property has been acquired by a company that's going to be making the building or turning the building into condos. You know they found some cockamamie reason to evict her. Well, they she's on a month-to-month lease, so they don't actually need oh. a cockamamie. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but the city is outraged. You're like, how dare you? This lady only has a couple more years to live. Um, Meanwhile, the lady's like, excuse me, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> but people are really upset. They um, they feel like the company who acquired the property should just wait her out. Um, they're also talking about how it's like heartless and that a company's right to turn a profit should not trump uh, an old lady's right to live in her home but i feel so conflicted because i feel like for starters she's lived there for 50 years so she's probably p- paying close to nothing for this home and i don't know if you want to live somewhere forever maybe you don't have a month-to-month lease there right that i like just the the contract you have with the place is like you're you're taking a risk but you're probably not paying your rent doesn't go up every you know what I mean? Like that's exactly the answer. She's on a month-to-month lease. Yeah. They just look. She had the right over those fifty years, 
every month to give 30 days notice and move out. Right? Yeah. She had that right. And so now the landlord is exercising his right and asking her to move out. And I think they have to give 60 days, though, a landlord on a month to month. But um, he's exercising his right to ask her to leave. Someone should get on this uh, Parking Monkey app and buy her a parking space to move all her shit into. I'm going to make a parking joke about every San Francisco news story from here on out. Just so you That's know. a great idea. I think you could do you could do a whole podcast around that. What is, what's the alternative though? Like if not make that joke? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> like for the landlord, like if someone buys property, do they have to wait out all of the tenants the, wait for well, let all me ask, the tenants to let die? Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Is this like a private owner or is it like a company that owns it's the property? It's a company. It's a company. Then you know what? If the company were smart for PR reasons. Put her in a home. Find a new place for her and, and pay for the moving expenses. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, they – I just don't – I I understand the outrage. She's like 98 years old. She really doesn't have that long to go. They could probably start converting the building to condos and she'll be dead before they're done. But uh, I just don't think that we should start telling a property owner that they have to wait for – everyone in the building to die before they can repurpose the thing that they own it's weird um what about uh, any other stories in la yeah uh two men were accused of smoking heroin in a Chuck E. cheese restroom in costa mesa california this guy uh colin zborowski zborowski 28 years old and uh donnie it looks like, or Danny Lubach, 27, uh, were, uh, they met their drug dealer at a Chuck E. Cheese. I, figured, I guess they figured that was safe. And uh, struck the deal there, and then they couldn't wait. They just went to the bathroom and started smoking the crack. What I love is in the news story, the cop, or the spokesman for the police, he just openly calls them knuckleheads. <laughs> He's like, oh, these two knuckleheads decided to go to the bathroom and start smoking heroin. Right there at the Chuck E. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Have you been to a Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, I'm not in a really long time. They're so fucking loud and the kids are annoying. I'm, and I would go to the bathroom and smoke heroin. The last time I went to a Chuck E. Cheese, and a lot of the places in this kind of space are the same way, you can't get in without children. Like You have to have a kid with you. So I wonder how these guys got into the bathroom, unless they had a kid with them. I don't know. Maybe they took Cameron with them. <laughs> and he, he used their fake ID. He used a fake ID at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and then he went on like uh, some sort of dumb game or a photo booth or something. And he was do- playing uh, uh, the ski ball while they went to go smoke the heroin. Uh, my boss uh, told me a story about a Chuck E. Cheese visit in the last probably probably five years ago. But he w- they were kind of walking around and his son was doing his thing. And they found a used condom near the ball pit. So... Chuck E. Cheese's are really great places, I think, but... No, they're not. They're, what they are is they're basically a place for uh, divorced fathers to take their kids on the weekends. That's all they are. To be fun dad. Chuck E. Cheese is also, I think, a place where it's like, um, let's meet... Mother and father who are divorced will meet up on the weekend to, like, exchange the kid. So they'll sit around and eat a piece of pizza together, but they yeah. don't have to interact a lot. While the kid's like in a light up spaceship, he's going. I told yeah. you, Carol, I'm not seeing her anymore. <laughs> Give me and a the, fucking break! Don't make me take you to court over this. And the kid is like ten feet in the air in like a, a tube, saying, "Mom, Dad, look at me, Mom, yeah. Dad, yeah. Mom." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that, that, that's great. That Mom. that's great, Bobby. That's great." Listen, I will fucking take you to court, and I will fucking get that. I'm gonna get primary custody from him. It's none you, of your business you, what I do anymore. You do that, Tommy. You do that. But then I'm going to tell them how you're still fucking that girlfriend of yours you have over at the house. I don't want her around my kid. It's, mom. Look. Dad. <laughs> mom. Dad. Mom. Yeah, that's right. That's great, Bobby. That's great. Looking good. Just talking to your mommy here. Just talking to mommy. Do you have anything good going on uh, this weekend? Or this coming no, weekend? No, I have nothing, Mike. I have nothing. I, I actually legitimately remembered this time on my notes. And I was like, I have nothing going on this week. I actually am excited for that because I feel like you, on the weeks where you're like, I have nothing, those are the best stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you're Mike, like, I was in a rocket ship. Yeah. <laughs> because if the week before you're like, 
I'm going to have so many good stories next week because I'm going in a rocket ship. Then yeah. it's always disappointing. You're like, oh, I just went in a rocket ship. Yeah. But if, up in the sky, it's always come. better if like you have nothing. So I'm excited. Remind about me that. never to take Richard on a rocket ship. Yeah. We, barely, <laughs> we get all the way to the moon and he's like, I want to go home. <laughs> I have no cell reception up here. I have no cell. Re- the grinder doesn't work up here. Let's go home. <laughs> um, I have a really exciting week. I have library books due. That's on my calendar. Um, I might actually run in uh, tonight and put them in. It's getting kind of late, though. But tomorrow I'm having dinner with Bryce, who's one of my friends from high school, who now lives uh, here in San Francisco. And then Joey, this weekend, Mark and Ed from Albuquerque are coming to town. They're two of our friends who um, live out in Albuquerque. We're going to go to the aquarium with a bunch of, like, Pride 48 podcasting people, um, which is going to be awesome. And then we're going to also go down to Monterey and see uh, Scott in a play so that should be really exciting that's on saturday and then on sunday uh morning i have a a different high school friend uh who is visiting um he went to berkeley so he like comes up a few times a year so he's coming to berkeley um and we are going to uh meet up for brunch so that sounds so exciting he's um, funny is next week i'll be like what did you do this week uh nothing the high school friend, not Bryce, but the the other one, uh, he in high school he was like obviously gay, but it was like super religious, and now he is. I don't know if he's out of the closet or not. We, I mean, we've certainly talked about gay stuff, but he's like ultra ultra religious, um, and so he feels like homosexuality is a sin, but he also feels homosexual. So. Should be a great brunch. Yeah, it's going to be a really good brunch. (laughs) Um, I haven't, like, actually talked to him much about it. We Facebook messaged a few times and um, whatever, so it'll be an interesting conversation. I don't really know. um, Sounds like an action-packed weekend. Yeah, it should be a good time. Um, And then, Joey, the following week, um, I know we don't usually go in this deep, but I wanted to tell you this. I'm going to go to Disneyland. Uh, with my roommate Mario. Yes, I remember. And I want to meet up with you for breakfast on Saturday or Sunday. So that's that sounds the 26th good. But twenty seventh. Here's what's funny, and I'm not joking when I tell you this. I'm going to be in San Francisco. Close. I'm. I think I'm going to leave that Monday for San Francisco. Are you really? Yeah. And I <laughs> well, think I'll spend the week in San Francisco. Oh, cool. Well, let's talk about it. Like, I'm. I'm seriously. Um, I know I made jokes about it earlier about how, like, I got to town in D.C. and all these people messaged me. And I feel like Orange County is going to be even worse because, like, I live there, right? So I have, like, tons of, like, different circles of people that I'm connected to on social media. I'm going there, though, for Mario's birthday. Like, we are doing Disney. Like, we're going for that experience. So I don't plan on actually meeting up with people. I just don't have the time for it. But um, he knows who you are. So I thought it'd be cool if we did breakfast. But up to you all right sounds good all right joey nice catching up with you goodbye see ya go to hell mike thank you for listening to another episode of catching up Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,